This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 63. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Here's part two of my session with realtor and podcaster, Neil Mathweg. When he's not podcasting, Neil is a very busy real estate agent from Madison, Wisconsin. If you missed Top Agents Playbook episode 62, Neil and I started going through the 10 best ways to get listings and soon realized we would need to spread so many cool ideas over two episodes. So that was part one, and this is part two. Also, we reference a heap of domain links, so make sure you check out the show notes for those. You can check out Neil's show at onionjuicepodcast.com. It's different and always entertaining, plus there's a very valuable giveaway that you'll want to get your hands on ASAP. Special thanks to Neil for collaborating with me on this. As you can tell, we had a lot of fun. Okay, let's do it. I did a podcast with a guy called Scott Lackman. Uh, and uh, I'm probably going to completely fluff up the name of his uh, website. I think it's 4510.tv. I'll put I'll put a link to it in the show notes anyway. But Scotty is terrific at connecting with people. He's at Caboolture on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, which is like heaven on earth, uh, a beautiful spot on the beach. And Caboolture uh, is quite a big town, so he connects with his people. You know, he'll he'll go and interview the football star or the soccer star or the hockey star or whatever it might be, and he gives them a profile. He's doing that all the time, uh, fundraisers, things like that, really giving back to the community. But it's built his profile incredibly well. Uh, James Sexton, who's a friend of mine from uh, Mount Barker in the Adelaide Hills, way down south, lives uh, in a beautiful part of the world in the um, uh, a beautiful wine-growing district called the Barossa Valley down south. And uh, what James does is he, ha- he has a community Facebook page, and this is a cool idea, and I know we're getting off track a little bit, but I want to mention it. So what he does is he speaks to a couple of professional photographers in his area and says twice a week give me a great photo of our local area or something that's happening in our community might be a landscape i mean it's a beautiful part of the world rolling hills and uh, just gorgeous so um every week there's these terrific photos on there and what do people do when they see a good photo on facebook is they share it so um in a town of i think ten thousand, he's he's closing in on five thousand followers for his page in in less than 18 months or something because he didn't focus on himself and you know puffing his chest out with the remax balloon and saying i'm a realtor look at me he completely went away from all of that and said um uh i love it's called we love the adelaide hills so if you search we love the adelaide hills in facebook you'll see it uh and they're always posting um, fresh photos there and it's all community minded so yeah. I love that idea good stuff good good can we get into give to get marketing which is my which is my my, my yeah. favorite thing okay typically um, typically when we're reaching out and connecting with with potential clients in our area uh, as a, as a real estate professional we're always asking for something like can I help you sell your home would you like to buy a home and that to me says pretty much give me money. Uh, And it's hard. And I think that's why a lot of people have trouble picking up the phone because they don't know what to say. If you turn that around and you start from uh, an attitude of giving, 
uh, and this is what where I call what I call give to get marketing. If you can offer something, and offering something might simply be a recent sale result. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. It's Ray Wood calling. I just wanted to tell you about a sale in your street. I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware about it. So I'm on what we call in Australia the front foot. I think it's a cricketing term, but I'm I'm out there. I'm advancing and I'm giving uh, before expecting anything in return. And you're probably a fan like me of Gary Vaynerchuk, yes, um, Neil, which is, you know, the uh, jab, 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 right hook or whatever it's called. So the jab, jab, jab is the giving. And you can only ask for something or close or, or expect to close after you've had the opportunity to give and at that point you can receive something back. So the opportunities with Give to Get Marketing are, are many and varied. We use a, a website that we've developed for our members called printreadyads.com and on there we've got a hundred templates. Many of them promote an offer of the book so somebody can go to Print Ready Ads if they're a member, they can automatically um, customize a flyer, a card, uh, whatever it might be, a direct mail letter, which I'm a big fan of, um, and they can put that into the into their area. You know, it might be a flyer that says, don't sell in Madison until you've read this free book, and then some well-written direct marketing copy, and then a strong call to action at the bottom. So once you do that, or you could be offering a free report, but once you do that, uh, and you can put that out there, I think you're then entitled to be able to ask the person. People understand what's going on and people are here to promote. If you're offering a book, for example, it's How to Sell Your Home for More, um, if somebody's thinking about going to Spain or somebody's thinking about having a baby or somebody's thinking about buying a car, they're not going to buy a book about real estate. But the percentage of people in the community that are are going to be looking for that. And it's a terrific way that you can engage somebody rather than just putting out those free evaluation or free appraisal flyers or whatever it might be, you're offering something of real value and it makes a huge difference. That's good. I love it. And, and uh, you know, and, and I think uh, with this with this give to get, uh, so many people get that wrong where they're not, they're not willing to give because they don't want to give up. They feel like they're giving up too much and, and they're only going to, they're only going to let somebody or give somebody that information after they decide to hire them and I feel like that's a huge mistake yep. especially in this world it's, it's a, a they, massive they can get mistake it easily just by going online and searching it uh, it also so yep. give give it away give it away and it all comes back to you oh absolutely and and you know I think people make that mistake all the time it's and if you're listening to this and and if you're looking to to grow your business and grow your brand and, and get more listings and make more sales which you know like like you got to listen to podcasts like Onion Juice and Top Agents Playbooks because you're going to get all these free ideas. Um, so if you're doing that uh, and and you're getting the ideas, not too much is going to happen without you actually making an investment of time and often money to make it happen yourself. You know, yes, we've given you some free tips here like the professional contact list, but you've still got to get it out. Um, but the return on your investment, if you get the formula right, is absolutely incredible. And I'm so glad that I found these formulas in, in my life and I've now had the opportunity to share them with people. And Neil, you're doing a lot of this yourself as well. I mean, nothing happens until you until you start to put these things into action. So here's another one. Um, and, and this is uh, kind of an, I think of an obvious one, but I just don't see anybody doing it. Uh, so we, we've all heard about first-time homebuyer seminars. And, and and maybe yep. investment seminars. I just don't see a lot of people doing seller seminars. And and so I'm, I'm on a push to see more of this 
where where you're offering up a first time seller home sem- seminar seminar uh, and maybe hosting it at the library, yep. so it's more of a, a community style event, and um, and so that that's a simple one, um, but uh, I just don't see anybody doing it, uh, and I think that I think it would be well received. Um, now, granted, more first time home buyers are out there than than a first time seller, but if I'm thinking about selling my home, and often you think about doing that a couple years in advance. Uh, I would maybe attend a, one of those seminars. Absolutely. Could could you do something? Could you offer both buyers and sellers, or do you think you should split it up? Because I'm thinking there's probably going to be more buyers buyers than sellers. It depends on the market, and the the reason that we're probably not seeing too much of it out there is because people are thinking, well, if I, you know, what if I um uh, what if I build it and right. nobody comes? Uh, what if what if I offer this and you know I get three people? It's going to be it's going to be a little bit awkward. I guess that'd be a great opportunity to stage it right. via webinar. There'd be a right. lot less costs. And um, they're not going to know how many people right, are on the call, right. are they? You could just be talking to yourself all night and nobody wouldn't even know. So, that's good. But, but just to get well, it going and you, then you can repurpose the you, content, right? You can, <laughs> you're a media company at that point and you can repurpose the, the, the webinar. Well, absolutely. You could record it. You could, you could put a good slideshow together. I mean – the the whole thing that what we've the, the whole thing that we've really been talking about here can come down to one word I guess which is information. People are looking for information. They want to know how they can get these results. They want to know how they can sell their home for more. They want to know how they can have a great real estate experience. So um, I really like that idea. I think it's a great a great way to reach out. What about um, what about buyers and, and former clients? Maybe we can put those together, or maybe we shouldn't. Uh, I spoke a little bit about buyers before, but in my career, Neil, I've been very fortunate. A lot of people, a lot of agents, if, if the buyer doesn't have uh, any intention to buy or if they're not ready to buy yet, they're often wiped by the, by the real estate agent. I'm a big fan of nurturing those relationships. I think there's a real estate trainer out there. Is it Brian Buffini? I forget. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get some response mentioning this publicly. But I think Brian's attitude is that if they're not if they're not a good client and they're not ready to do anything, you have no business talking to them. I I don't agree. Uh, I've made some terrific relationships uh, in my career. In fact, I've spoken to a lot of people that actually never bought or sold through me for whatever reason. Maybe they were in a different area, but I worked really hard to develop and nurture and maintain the relationship that they were great for so many referrals. I remember one guy who uh, was a psychologist and. Uh, or a or a um, psychiatrist, I forget which. Um, uh, in 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 either case, he uh, never actually sold a property through me, but he referred me so many clients over time because I worked really hard to make sure that he the people he referred me, you know, were, were looked after. Um, and if I hadn't have nurtured that relationship, I wouldn't have ever had those listings and those deals. So reaching out and connecting with somebody like that, I think is really important. So I like casting a big net with buyers. Uh, I like doing the quick qualifying questions that I spoke about before. You know, can I help you? Are you serious? If you're serious about buying, uh, let's get to work. If you're not, you know, I'd love to give you some information. I'm noticing a big trend at the moment, Neil, with people specialising. Um, and I did a terrific, uh, it's been very, very popular, an episode with a lady called Melanie Pache from downtown Toronto. She's got a website called getwhatyouwant.ca. And 
Mel offers, um, she's a very good writer, okay, but, and you know, she's got the writer's gift, but she offers some terrific content. She does little blogs on her website like The Single Girl's Guide to Buying a Condo in Toronto, that sort of thing. Uh, and she, I think, at last count was getting over 2,000 unique visits to her website wow. every day. So she's got she's got a lead machine happening, you know, magically right there and and we haven't even we haven't even broken ground you and I talking about that yet, but that is a huge way. So building that content, you know, you and I talked about content before, but building that content and and giving people that that information is such a great way to start the relationship and show them that you're serious about helping them. So um, connect with buyers. My advice is cast the net, bring the buyers into your field, put them into your CRM, show them the love, uh, keep in touch. They can opt out if they want, but uh, the opportunity is always there to, to connect with them and help them. And this one also reminds me of, uh, you know, is working with those orphan buyers so so uh, orphan sellers so so let, let's say, say I'm at a closing table and I represented a buyer and my buyer uh, is, is buying a house uh, there's a, there's a there's an agent in our market she does this so well uh, she knows so much about the the area she knows her soil I would say she knows she knows the area that she farms and she knows her soil really well and yep. so if my buyer bought one of her listings at the closing, she will she will engage with my buyer and and ask them if they're new to the area, and then she'll say things like, "Oh, wait till you meet uh, John and and Sally around the corner. They got two kids. They're awesome." And then right down the street on the other side of you is 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 Rick and Barb, and they have four kids. And uh and and if you need a good babysitter, the the, the best babysitter is you know like she just. She knows information about the neighborhood that that you can't find on Google. It's not searchable. And she has all this content, and it brings my clients a ton of value, and it's a great conversation. I am not offended one bit because it's it's bringing my client value. And uh, it's at the closing table, and we're all having a joyful time uh, uh, completing this transaction. Now, if those people go to buy or those go, they go to sell maybe five years down the road, I have a problem getting that listing because they have been over. I mean, she knows more about that area than I do. If I was them, I would list with her as well, you know. Yeah. And and so I think about that, uh, and I also bring that into the point of when you are geo farming, you know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna farm an area, don't just pick a don't just pick an area. You need an area that you know the soil. You need an area like what that agent does. She she not only you know markets to that neighborhood and does some things like we'll talk about here in a little bit, but she also she she has community events in the neighborhood. She she has the uh, the you know does this at the closings where I mean I've I've had probably ten closings with her in my career and she does this at every closing and it, it wasn't until I became a coach that I realized what she was doing. <laughs> She's so good at it, <laughs> and um, you know and and so. That's how she gets so many listings. And then the other thing that she does is she mails to to everybody in this neighborhood. There's about 200 houses or so in this neighborhood. And and she'll she mails to them two times a month just sold and just listed cards, market update cards, invites to her client appreciation party. She also there's a big festival in the area that she's a major sponsor of every year. Uh, and one of the things that I learned about just within the last year is a system called Core Fact. And what I love about Core Fact is it 
It has a beautiful call to action on it, and every card that goes out has a code, and that code is correlated with that person's address. So you okay. get this postcard, and it's and, and it has a market report on it, and it says if you would like a more accurate report, go here and enter in this code. And so they go enter in the code, and then you get an email letting you know that 123 Main Street just inquired to find out more about their house. Yeah. And then now you've got their email address and you're in, in touch with them. And so it, it's, it, it, went, it used to be where you would drive them to a website to get them to, to take a lead magnet or you would uh, put your phone number and hope that they call you. Um, where now this is like just even better direct response marketing. And again, that's with a company called CoreFact. Uh, and we've got a couple agents here that are using them and they just love the results. And uh, it's, it's been, a, been a great system. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe we can put a link to that in the show notes as well yes, because I saw I saw that I'm, this is all quite new to me, so it wasn't something I I was aware of. But so when you talk about geo farming, you're talking about obviously geographic, specifically focusing on a on a on a on an area. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, and I think uh, okay. you know it, it, it can get expensive. You know, geo farming can get expensive, especially if you're going to mail out two postcards every every month. Uh, to bring down those costs, I would do what's called every door direct mail, uh, so yep. EDDM um, through the through the post office system. Uh, so that's one way to drive it down. Another way too is to just be uh, more grassroots about it. We have an agent here that lives in a neighborhood again around 200 250 people in it, and she wanted to have a neighborhood picnic. And she went around and and gave everybody invites. She door knocked, which I thought was amazing, uh, to all of these 250 houses, and she had. Had a hundred and uh, was a hundred and twenty responses, and she had 70, 70 households show up to this picnic. It was a huge awesome. picnic, awesome. and uh, and all uh, and then with that, she became the neighborhood cheerleader. So everybody just is is loving her and so proud that she's doing this because they've wanted this in the neighborhood and it's an older neighborhood and just they used to do it back in the day but now they're doing it again and and so they're praising her for this and then at the picnic she said uh what do you guys think about doing a neighborhood facebook page if you're interested sign up and so she had a sign up sheet she had almost oh, everybody brilliant. there sign up for the neighborhood uh, Facebook page so instead of being this realtor putting this Facebook page together she's the neighbor putting this Facebook yep. page together and yep. uh, and so you know you can do more grassroots things like that with with geo farming uh, and to, to save on that money and spending all of that money uh, to, to market to neighborhoods well, that's absolutely you can. That's and that's another great example, Neil, of of give to get marketing right there. Uh, you know, she's 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 door knocking, not asking for something. She's offering something. She's giving something. In fact, something in a community that's very very valuable and and letting people connect. I I really love that idea. Um, one of the one of the your episode fifty three that I really liked with uh, on, on social media with with Michael is it Mayer or Meyer? Meyer, you got it. it. Yep, Meyer. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so Michael's from New York City. Um, I um here's my segue into using Facebook and I guess as social and social media as a way to begin relationships or find listings. Now we talked a little bit about what you did with your competition and stuff like that. 
Tell us, tell us what Michael did and, and how he's getting his results. So uh, the the thing with Michael is is just being authentic, and and being being who you are, being a media company, and so doing Facebook Live episodes where he's he's pouring value into uh, the consumer that's watching his whatever it might be, whatever he might be talking about, um, and then he really drives a lot of people to Snapchat. And so you have you have your your snap code uh, on your profile picture. So you drive people from Facebook to Snapchat, and then on Snapchat it gives you the license to be authentic and real. And when you're authentic, real, vulnerable, uh, uh, you know, um, you're not afraid if if you don't look right, if you haven't shaved, uh, if you have a zit on your nose, you just. You're real, right? And if you make mistakes, that's even better because it that authenticity and that vulnerability is what drives people to you. Um, yeah. The real, the more real you are, people are starving for it. We just had an agent here in our office uh, just write uh, about his ten years uh, of being in real estate and moving to Madison, and he came across so authentic and real, talking about his pain, talking about his failures, you know, some of the struggles that he went through, and and. In the 10 years and all of that just drew this huge attention to him and this huge attraction to him because people cannot relate with your perfection so the more perfect you are the more they can't relate with you so the less that perfect so you are the, the yeah. more they're like hey he's just like the guy next door you know like he, he's my neighbor you know like i, I like yeah. this guy i'll take him as yeah. he is you know and, and what you see is what you get and i am constantly uh talking about professional uh versus authenticity right or or or, or i say that trust trumps professionalism so yeah. people are more in the need of wanting to trust their realtor than they care about how professional they are. Now, I mean, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be professional, right? We're all we're all professional. We know what we're doing. We're going to take care of people, but they really want to. They really want to know what they're getting. They really want to trust you before they enter in and do an agreement with you. And if you're vulnerable and if you're authentic on all of your social media platforms. That builds trust faster than than you'll than you'll ever know, and it, it also it, they you build that trust before they even meet you. Uh, yeah. I've been so vulnerable and authentic on Facebook that I'll get people that will call me and say, "Neil, come over and list and sell my house." We're not interviewing anybody else. You're our guy, and I'd be like, "You haven't even met me face to face, but th- this is great. I'll be right over." You know, with um, social media, they already know you. Right. Right. Yep. And if, if I wasn't real, like if every one of my videos was professional and if I had a suit and tie on and, and I was perfect all of the time, they wouldn't relate with me like that. There would be an interview process. They might still call me because I'm being a media company that happens to sell real estate. They might still call me and interview me, but I'm not going to get phone calls where they feel like they already know me before they even met me. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. So all of you listening to this that that have decided that you're not going to do that video that or that Facebook Live because it wouldn't be perfect enough, take Neil's advice, forget it, just jump in and, and do it anyway. Yeah. I think it's great advice. Yep. And the more you, the more mistakes you make in that video, the more they're going to relate with you. <laughs> so. Well, it, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, we, we talk about we're, we're in the age of um, uh, 
of of reality TV and and everything that's yeah. happening in in that space at the moment, and the rise and rise of reality TV and and Big Brother and and all of these shows is is you know it it does show people's failings, it does show their their vulnerabilities and and uh, and failures in so many different areas of life that that we kind of feel that we know them rather than. The perfect person who's uh, who does everything right. Um, the 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 imperfect person is much more interesting. That's it. That's it. Yes. Um, I I didn't talk about past clients, and and I don't think we can let this this chat go by, Neil, without just quickly mentioning that. Um, I've bought and sold a few properties in the last uh, couple of years, and I have not once heard from the agents I was involved with. Uh, amazingly. Um, I would love it if they picked up the phone and said, "Hey, Ray, you're probably not buying or selling, but you know what? I just uh, you bought the property a while back. I was just thinking about you. Um, how's it going? And just having a chat like that, I w- I would love that. Uh, but people are reluctant to do it. So, and I don't know why. Um, maybe they're thinking that um, maybe they're thinking that that you know they've got no they've got no reason to be calling them. But I think you do have a reason to call them, and I, and I think that. That you'd you'd actually be surprised if you haven't spoken to, you know, if you've been in real estate for five years and you've done a lot of deals and you haven't spoken to your buyers and sellers, uh, I think now would be a great time. And and the script I'd be using is, you know what, I feel a little bit guilty because I haven't reached out and connected with you. It was great when when you bought the property and and you know it was it was terrific. I was just so pleased to be able to help you into into your family home. But I just feel guilty because we haven't connected. Can I help you in any way? Is there anything that you need? I've got a great professional contact list. If you need a tradesperson or a, or a professional contact or a contractor, somebody like that, uh, more than happy to help. But um, get on the phone and call those people because I'll guarantee you if you've got a big list, there are sales and uh, listings in that list. All you need to do is pick up the phone and connect. And I've got a great story to go with that. I have a, I, I bought a boat when I was 16 years old and I, I, bought a, I, I bought a boat before I even owned a car. So I was big into boating. I bought a boat when I was 16 years old. Uh, today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to age myself. Today, I'm 37 years old. I still hear from Mr. Bueller, the guy that I bought the boat from, he still calls me every year to see how I'm doing. I bought two boats from him now, and in the recession, we ended up having to sell our boat. We had to downsize and sell everything uh, to, to stay afloat, and we uh, we sold our boat, and yet he still calls me and says, hey, is, it, is this the year? And, um, and and we just have a great I, – I just love catching up from him. I'm like – he calls me in the spring of every year, and uh, and I talk to him about boat sales, and, and, he, and he asks me about real estate. And uh, every year he calls me, and I'm not one bit annoyed. Uh, in fact, I think it's great. Every year I talk to him, I'm like, I just wish I could have – I wish I could follow up with people like you do. I just think it's fascinating. So that's going on 21 years that he's he's called me. Yeah. It's, yeah. Awesome. And here we are and here we are talking about him. So uh right. is uh is he in Madison? He's in Madison. Skipper Bud's in Madison. I can't think okay. of his first last name was Bueller. I always remember that cuz of Furious Bueller's, Bueller's day off. Um but uh but I can't remember his first name for some reason right now. It's just, I think he's first he's, if he sold you a boat when you were 16, his first name's probably Mr. Bueller. That's right. That's probably what I called him. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> And the thing yeah. is, if you went if you went to buy another boat, you'd feel guilty if you didn't oh, buy it. Oh, for from sure, him. I would buy it. Yeah, the minute we buy another boat, it's it's going right through him. 
for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Excellent. So, um, just going through this list, we've made a few other notes here. Corporate relocation. Have you had any success in that area? Yeah, yeah, I, I did. Um, I, I practiced um, for for many years do, with doing different corporate relocation. Uh, the challenge with corporate relocation is it's, it's a steady flow of business, which I really liked. Uh, but the the amount of money that you spend and referral fees for that relocation is is really. It, it, it sometimes you wonder why you're even doing it. I love to have the listings because then I was generating buyer calls off of it. So yeah. in, in the end, it was good just to have the listings, even though I was only making probably half of the commission I normally would make. Um, but the other thing that I got out of corporate relocation, or the, the thing that I learned with corporate relocation, is that some of these companies, uh, large companies, will just hire individual agents. Uh, I know, like um, the uh, there, there was a there's a company. Um, uh, it's actually it was kind of a, uh, a part of the Air National Guard, and right. and they were they were not necessarily making the people go through USAA anymore or or different relocation companies. They were given recommendations to good realtors in the area. I've also noticed that with a lot of schools, um, so like principals of schools, uh, just as long as you let them know that you're doing corporate relocation and that you have it set up to be able to serve these people and drive them around and let them know the area, maybe help them get into a rental until they're ready to buy. Uh, you're providing them with a service because a lot of principals of schools and uh, or administrators of, of school districts don't know where to send their new teacher that just moved into town or uh, or their new employee. Um, so there's there's so much movement around corporate relocation. Uh, I had Dustin Brome on the show not too long ago from SearchSaltLakeCity.com, and uh-huh. or actually just SearchSaltLake.com, uh, and Dustin did a, a a blog post called uh, uh, "Moving to Salt Lake City?" Question mark. Here's 15 things you should know, and it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful blog post. It's got so much information. I mean, it just you scroll for days, getting all the way down to the bottom of it. Has a lot of great Im- images. It just it's just really really well put together. And then he went on to Facebook and uh, did a Facebook ad with the same heading, moving to Salt Lake City. Here's 15 things you should know. And he niched, uh, he, he Facebook marketed to the large corporations, the employees of the large corporations in Salt Lake, either knowing that, Hey, somebody is moving for this job to this company, or they might know of somebody that's moving to this, uh, to this position or moving to this company. And this would be one that he could share. He's got like 1800 shares shares wow. of, on wow. this on this one post um so just what an awesome idea yeah yeah so so maybe it's not necessarily going with the the corporate relocation or you know signing up to to receive but just believing that you are good at corporate relocation and setting yourself up and doing the things that the relocation companies do cut the middleman out well, he's, he's, a blog like that is probably keyword rich in, in the things oh, yeah. that he wants people to pick up on. So his, his SEO must be phenomenal in a, in a big blog like that. It's like Melanie I was talking about before. I mean, pe- people are you know, moving to Toronto or, or moving to Salt Lake. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, if everybody listening to this should be writing a blog on their website, um, uh, you know, moving to Madison, Wisconsin, 15 things you need to know. I mean, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Right, right. Yes. 
So get on that, Neil. All right. <laughs> I'll start right now. <laughs> get busy, That's dude. Good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one too that we should just mention quick is that uh, uh, what's my home worth? Uh, can't like a, a what's my home worth campaign listings to leads is I think the cheapest easiest way to do that listings to leads.com they, they provide a platform it's like 30 to 50 bucks a month uh, and and this works really well to just uh, you know what's my home worth you click here they fill out a form and then they set, it sends them a CMA back or you, okay. you help them out um, and if you really want to knock this out of the park I, I recommend curator I think those guys are brilliant and really get it uh, curator.com um, they really get the what's my home worth campaigns and so much more so okay so all right well we'll put that We'll put that link on the show. I don't think that's available in Australia, and I'm not sure about Canada, but certainly uh, in the USA, you can check that out. How do you spell curator? C-U-R-A-T-O-R? You got it. Dot com? Yep. Okay, yep. so everybody check that out. Um, what's missing off our list? Have we got everything? I, oh, one other last one that was the paid sites. So like Agent, oh, yes. Agent Machine, uh, Dave Ramsey. Uh, I, I was a Dave Ramsey ELP, endorsed local provider. Uh, that's kind of hard to get into in some markets. It's an application process, and it's uh, you know you got to be kind of a Dave Ramsey fan, and and if you are, then it, it helps you um, helps you get in with him. Um, they're uh, they they have a referral fee uh, just like Agent Machine does, um, and then of course there's Zillow and Realtor.com and all those other ways to, to the silver bullets I call them. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Are they do, do they work? Oh yeah, they definitely work. It, it, to me, it's. Um, I'm not a big fan of them because I want to work with people that already know me and, yep. and I want to work on uh, being a media company that attracts people. And so I, I used to do all of those and I used to pay quite a bit of money and I found that I was always chasing when I had that, uh, chasing yep. people and I really don't like chasing people. No, no. I don't think you need to if you're doing all of these other things. Hey. Let's move towards wrapping up. Yes. I want to ask you I want to ask you a question that I, I love asking my guests and, and I'm happy to get into it as well. But um, if if uh, somebody came to you for some advice, uh, they were struggling, uh, they had all this energy but things weren't just going right and they wanted to, to get some more listings and make some more sales, what's a couple of things that you'd suggest? Where's the low-hanging fruit for them? What what would you be telling yeah, them? Yeah, definitely. I, I, first, I would, I would let them, I would want to do a broad stroke with them and I would want to give them a concept and that is, is, is to have a clear plan and then stay consistent with it. So clarity and consistency and and when you, what I mean by a clear plan is pick three things. My favorite for a new agent would be a newsletter. Mail a newsletter to your sphere of influence. Work on getting the database around 300 or so. Uh, and that's hard to do when you're a new agent. Maybe it's 200 or, you know, somewhere in there. But getting a database um, and then mail a monthly newsletter. And the newsletter that I love is Service for Life. Uh, I've been using that newsletter for 10 years now and absolutely love them. Uh, so serviceforlife.com, you can find that. And mail this newsletter every month, and it costs about a dollar per person with the mail, the postage, all that good stuff. Uh, and then, uh, and then I would pick out a chase model. 
So first you have your sphere of influence. Second, you have your chase model. A chase model would be like open houses. I think is a great one for a new agent. Use the use the listings that you have at your brokerage firm. Ask one of the other agents if you can use their listings until you get your own and uh, and and sit on those open houses. I did open houses every week. I did my first year. I did, even did an open house on Easter Sunday. I mean, I just did open houses every weekend, and it was my 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 main way to do it. And then the third thing is is you gotta have a chase model. You gotta have something that you're gonna go out and, and go out and get. Maybe it's door knock. Maybe it's Fizbo is expired. Uh, you know, maybe it's you know something something to go out and 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 get. So um, and then I'm sorry, the chase model is is also the open houses. Open houses fit yeah. under chase. The third one is attraction. I messed this all up. So it's sphere of influence. It's a, it's chase and it's attract. A, yes. Attract is you know being a media company that happens to sell real estate. Uh, so yeah. what you're going to do to attract business, and there's a there's a lot of different things that you can do under the attraction model, like you know have a show, have a you know host seminars, um, you know stuff like that where you're 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 providing value and you're attracting business. Yeah, cool, cool. Okay. Well, if I was asked the same thing, yeah. I think I would I would definitely get my professional contact list up and going because I can do that on a on a shoestring in a heartbeat. Uh, I can get that. It's just a matter of sitting down, investing a few hours. Um, I'd also be getting a heap of good testimonials as well from former clients. I think testimonials are gold. And the best way to get those, uh, have you ever asked for a testimonial and it doesn't come back to you, Neil, and, it's, and it gets a bit awkward? Yes. <laughs> Okay, I've I've got the solution, and I, I wanted to mention this, but uh, I've got the solution. So if I'd just sold a home for you, Neil, uh, I would say, you know, after after the sale, you know, everything's warm and fuzzy and there's a lot of love in the air, and you'd say, Ray, hey, that was terrific. If there's ever anything I can do for you, uh, I'd be saying, well, you know what? Actually, there is. I'd love a testimonial, but you know what? I know you're really busy. Would you mind if I just put a few words together? I'll send it to you. Uh, I'll email it to you. If you're happy with it, send it back. If you want to edit it, send it back as well. So I'm going to I'm going to take that awkwardness away when I ask you that, and then I can send that. I can actually send you what I want. So I can write something. Uh, Ray was a terrific agent. He got us a great result. You know, we had multiple buyers at the end. Um, wouldn't hesitate to go anywhere else. So. I've done that Neil all of my career because oh, I learned the hard way. You know, I asked somebody and then it got a bit awkward. Two weeks later, I called them. They said, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't done that. And I said, what if I just do it for you? Oh, would you? That'd, that'd be magic. So awesome. I, I sent that off and I've never, ever had it changed. They'd always, and the typical response was couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself. So um, that's a great, great way to, so use those testimonials, um, I, I mean, get some testimonials together. They cost you nothing. They're priceless, and you can use them forever, and there's not too many things uh, in our lives that, that we can say that about. So the professional contact is, list is big. I'm a big fan of direct marketing and direct mail, and when I say that, I'm not talking about private letters to people, although that, that is a great application for direct mail, but not a lot of people do, do direct mail anymore. You can also do great-looking direct mail that's actually generic, like a flyer, and I mentioned before, don't sell in Madison until you've read this free book or just a, you know, a great gripping headline and follow the rules of direct mail and, and direct mail power. In fact, I'll put a link to my, to my um, where I offer 
a heap of these ideas. It's a website called raisegreatesthits.com. I'll put that link in the show notes uh, so you can check it out. The last one that I'm a huge fan of uh, just to get things going is expired listings. If somebody's been on the market and failed, Nine times out of 10, that property comes back on the market. And when it does come back on the market, it normally sells pretty quickly in in, uh, in, uh, in my experience and with my observations. So they're the three things. I think that's the low-hanging fruit from uh, from my point of view. That's great. The one last thing I want to add, and, I, and I, I, I like to say this to everybody, is be yourself. Like, do the things that feel right. Do the things that fit your who you are and, and, and be you. And I see too many agents trying to chase the top producing agent in the office and doing everything just like them. Cause that's what I did when I started. And later I found out that, Hey, I'm not good at FISBO and expired calling. Like it's not my gift. Why am I doing yeah. that? And so find really be self-aware of who you are. And, and then once you find your strengths, double down on it. Forget the person that's telling you to, to focus on your weaknesses, get better at your weaknesses. You don't have time for that. Focus on your strengths and forget the rest. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and um, you know, you want to get out of bed and do something that you love to do in the morning. So, yeah. you know, you can focus on those things. And, and boy, real estate can give us so much, eh, Neil? I mean, it's yeah. just... Uh, it's you know we don't we don't have, a lot of us don't have letters after our name we haven't done five years at university or anything like that um, but uh, we are you know we do get our doctorates our doctorates in sales as I call it and um, we can get out there and do very 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 well for ourselves if we're focusing on the right actions and getting stuff done and doing those dollar productive activities so um, okay this is great we've been going for uh, over an hour I think this might be two episodes yeah I think so too a part one and a part two yes awesome Ray it's been a blast this is this has been awesome thanks so much mate great to catch up and um, I'll look forward to talking to you shortly sounds great thanks again Ray okay take care right. bye the top agents playbook podcast is proudly sponsored by locked on real estate's best software for show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On Discount for Life link, and Ray's blog, head over to topagentsplaybook.com.